Well, it's great to have you with us today as we start off the new year, 1st of January, um, Sunday the 1st, first day of the year, and we are starting a new series today, a new series about hearing from God. You know, as we've spent some considerable time in the last uh, year and a half exploring John's Gospel so that we can actually believe in the one who was sent from the Father, um, that we unpack that our response to believing is to obediently do what Jesus commands us to do. And so at the end of 2022, we then explored the notion that we are sent on mission into the world. Just as the Father sent Jesus on mission, um, he is sending us. So to be on mission with Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, uh, we need to be equipped to clearly hear the voice of Jesus so that we can obediently follow him into everything he's planned for us to be and for us to do. And so all these things are sort of coming together into where we're landing now. So we've explored John's gospel. We've got a real clear picture of who Jesus is and what he's doing. We've explored that he calls us to be on mission with him. And so for us to position ourselves to do that well, we want to be able to know what Jesus is saying to us. We want to be able to know what he's calling us to be and what he's calling us to do. So, um, so that's what our series is going to be. It's going to go for the next five weeks and really looking forward to it. So hearing from God, and when we say God, we're talking about our triune God, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So to hear from God is essential for us as followers of Jesus who are on mission with him declaring and revealing the reality of the kingdom of God. So how we position ourselves to hear from our triune God and how we discern his voice among the many other voices vying for our attention is really, really important in the life of every follower of Jesus. And so what we want to do over these five weeks is just equip you, equip each of us to be um, positioned better to hear from Jesus then be obedient to what we hear so that we can be his people in this world. I think many of us need to have a fresh revelation that God actually wants to talk with us. Now, he is a relational God. He's relational within himself, Father, Son, Spirit, and he desires to commune with us every single day, every moment of every day. That's his desire. That's what we, that's what we understand about him as we read the story through scripture of who he is and so that our lives we want them to be transformed more and more into the kind of people that he desires us to be so throughout january we're going to be doing this um, uh, we're going to learn to discern the voice of god how do we position ourselves to hear his voice through scripture through prayer how do we hear his voice from others and how might we hear his voice through a range of creative means or even being in creation itself? Um, so they're the areas we're going to look at. But today we're looking at scripture is the word of God. And we can hear God's voice. We can hear the voice of Jesus through scripture. You know, the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, is the scripture that Jesus knew. He referred to it. He shared it. He followed it, he obeyed it, he explained it, he actually fulfilled it. Jesus himself says in Matthew 5 verse 17, 
He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And so you may know that the New Testament is made up of the words of Jesus in the four Gospels. And so remember that Jesus is God. So anything Jesus was saying is the word of God. Um, and, and Jesus reminds us of this in Matthew 24, verse 35. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And so then we're also reminded in John chapter 7, verse 16, Jesus said to the disciples around him, he said, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. And so we've got some real clarity here that, that as God speaks, in scripture what what jesus referred to as his scripture our old testament and what's in the new testament is god speaking to us um, so we can have this real confidence that when we are engaging with scripture we are hearing the words the voice the intention the thoughts of god himself now the rest of the new testament is made up of the writings of some of the apostles who were charged by jesus to write about his teachings. And they are empowered through the Holy Spirit, who is also part of our triune God. And uh, so we need to understand that. So Paul's one example. Paul wrote a fair bit of what's in the New Testament. But just as a bit of a, a uh, an aside, um, it may surprise you to know that Luke wrote more of the New Testament than any other writer. When, when we look at the volume of writing, not the number of, of letters because Luke actually wrote his gospel and the book of Acts but those two together there, there are more words combined in those two than all of Paul's letters put together so anyway um, that's just an aside so Paul Paul we read this in uh, Acts 22 starting in verse 14 um, and this is what he writes he says the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And so that was about Paul. And then we've got Peter, one of the disciples. Um, Peter writes this in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 15. Um, we read this. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him, speaking of all these things in all of his letters. Some of his comments are hard to understand and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of scripture. And this will result in their destruction. See what, see what Peter's saying here? Peter is saying that Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit with the wisdom that God gave him through the Spirit to write the things in his letters. And then he's equating Paul's letters with Scripture. He's saying that some people are twisting what Paul's written just like they do with other parts of Scripture. And so Peter is, is, is highlighting that even the writings of Paul at that time were deemed to be inspired by God and can be used as scripture. John the Apostle, he's the other one. Um, he's, he's written many things in the New Testament, his gospel. There's three letters. There's the book of Revelation. So he's a, he's a prolific writer as well. And we read this in 1 John 1, um, verses 1 to 4. 
This is what he writes. He says, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have seen and heard. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. And so as John is writing the things about Jesus and about who he is, these writings inspired by the Holy Spirit through John become scripture because they are the things of God, about God, by God, um, passed on to us so we can understand better who he is and what he's doing in his world. So the next thing we'll just need to touch on is the fact that Scripture is God's Word. Now, yes, men wrote this down. And and if you know anything about how the Bible's been pulled together, we're talking about 40 different authors across about 1,500 years of time and three different continents of the world. How all of that gets put together into one cohesive story I think it makes sense that there is an author behind all this. And so our position as Christians is that author is God. God has orchestrated this together. Yes, he used human beings to write some things down, um, but he has put it together so that we have a record that enables us to know him and enables us to live uh, the lives that he has called us to live. So a passage you might be familiar with when we start talking about Scripture being God's Word is a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. And we read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 16, Paul writes this, he says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work all scripture now when paul wrote this i'm guessing it makes sense that he is thinking of what we refer to as the old testament and he's saying everything in our old testament is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness and so as time has continued and the collection of paul's writings and john's writings and peter's writings and a few others um as all that's been collected and those things have been considered as scripture, then that that continues on. So what we have in the New Testament is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And those good works we're referring to are the good works of, of being aligned with Jesus on his mission in this world, being agents of reconciliation, um, that's what he's calling us to do, that we're active in, in redeeming and recreating and restoring and reconciling all of creation, mankind, creation itself, back to God. That's, that's the work he has for us. Um, so as we engage with that, 
All scripture is God-breathed. We've got to understand it, it is God speaking. So engaging with scripture by reading it, by meditating on it, by memorizing it, by exegeting it and discussing it, it enables it to speak God's words to us. We need to spend time if we want to grow in our relationship with God, if we want to understand who we are and what God calls us to be and to do, if we want to do that, we need to spend time in God's word, reading it, meditating on it, memorizing it, exegeting it, discussing it. Now, I don't know about you, but there's different ways we can do that. There's things that resonate with some people and not with others. Um, you know, there's a local radio station. It used to be called 2GO. It's um, 107.7 on the dial. I think it's Triple M now. Um, if I turn that radio station on, there's a very, very good chance that I would know nearly every word to every song that they play. And I only can do that because I have listened to a lot of music in my life. And the more you listen to a song, the more you get to know it. And the more you get to know it, the more you can um, remember the words and the tune and how it goes. And, and sometimes it's like that for us. So with that in mind, for me, one thing I regularly do is listen to scripture, listen to the Bible being read out. And there's something about hearing it that helps me remember it better than if I was just reading it. So that's one thing that works for me. For you, it might be something different. It might be you might have um, little passages of scripture printed out and placed at different places in the house, on the bathroom mirror, on the back of the toilet door, um, somewhere in your car, on the fridge, uh, whatever works for you. And so as you read these things repeatedly, you start to remember them. And so it's the, this idea of how do we get the truth of scripture into us so it is part of us, so it is able to be um, brought forward at times when we need it, that we can remember the things that have been said. If we go back to um, some of the stuff in the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua, you may be familiar with this passage too, but in Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 to 9, and he's talking about Scripture, even though he uses the phrase, the book of the law, but he's talking about the Scripture. Listen to this. Um, Be strong and very courageous. This is, this is um, God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the law, that my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So that verse 8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. That's the bit we often overlook. Um, I've heard many people over many years talk about meditating on the word of God, but rarely does someone continue that on and say, the idea of meditating on it is so that we can be obedient to it, to be careful to do everything that's written in it. 
And so that's really important. We've got to be obedient to the words of God for it to make a difference in our life. Um, Jesus even, you know, when, when he's giving that discourse in John's gospel, the, the upper room discourse, we often call it, um, which we find in chapters sort of 14, 15, 16, 17 of John's gospel. There's numerous phrases in those few chapters where Jesus keeps saying, uh, that obedience is the connection to actually being his disciple and loving him and following him. If you're not obedient to what you're, you're, I'm asking you to do, he's saying, then you don't really love me. If you're not obedient to what I'm calling you to do, then you're not really one of mine. You're not a follower of mine. And so we've got to understand that. Um, we also got to understand that scripture was written at God's command. In some of the books of the Bible, some of the ones that Moses wrote, Jeremiah, for example, Habakkuk, John, and others, um, it's really clear that God says, you need to write these things down. So here's one example. In Jeremiah 30, verses 1 and 2, we read this. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Write in a book all of the words that I have spoken to you. And so Jeremiah was obviously obedient to that and, and therefore we have um, his writings in, in Jeremiah. The other thing we need to be aware of, that scripture possesses God's qualities. So we read in Psalm 18 that the word of the Lord is flawless. In Psalm 33, we read that the word of the Lord is right and true. In Psalm 119, the word of the Lord is eternal. So the, these these qualities that are listed flawless and right and true and eternal these are things that describe god himself so god is not divorced from his word they they are yeah not one and the same thing but they are so intertwined that that we can understand god and his character and his nature through his word through his voice through his spoken um words in into existence so so that's another thing that, that just understanding and engaging with scripture helps us really push into having a better understanding and knowledge of who God truly is. Now, I've mentioned Psalm 119 there. Um, here's your homework for the week. Psalm 119, it's the longest chapter in the whole Bible. There's 176 verses and every single one of those 176 verses references the word of God. And so it's a psalm. If, if there's ever um, a, a piece of writing that could inspire us to um, dig further into Scripture, to embrace Scripture, to love Scripture, to, to want to engage with Scripture, then Psalm 119 is the one. So my challenge to you this week, read Psalm 119 um, and, and enjoy it. Uh, another example of Scripture possessing the qualities of God, we read in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, For the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I love that. Here we, here, here we are, a passage of Scripture describing what Scripture itself does, but it's the very things that God does. God is alive and active and God has the ability to judge our thoughts and our attitudes, those deepest within us. 
But then we can sort of, you know, change gears here. And throughout scripture, there is a whole bunch of names um, that are recorded in scripture about scripture. So we mentioned just earlier in that passage out of Joshua that the phrase, the book of the law, was referring to scripture. Now that's one of them. In fact, there's 46 of them um, that are found through scripture about itself, how it describes itself. The book of the law is one of them. Here's a few others. It's called the commands, the holy scriptures, the law of God, the righteous laws, the statutes, the word of life, the word of God, the book of the covenant, the book of truth, the law and the prophets, the living words, the word of the Lord or the word of truth. And there's, and there's more, but uh, as scripture actually describes itself, it gives us this holistic uh, picture, this holistic um, framework in which we can use to understand how important it actually is. And then in scripture, there's a bunch of metaphors about the words of God. So as we read different books and different verses, we get a, um, a really wide range of images to help us understand what scripture is like. And so throughout uh, the Bible, we will read things like this, that scripture is like a counselor, Scripture is like fire. Scripture is like gold. It's like a hammer. It's like honey. Scripture is like a lamp or a light or milk. Scripture is like a mirror and rain and solid food and a sword. And I love some of those images. But then there's also this, this understanding that comes out of Scripture, not only what it's like, but what it is for. And so the purpose of God's words is Scripture. And so there's a bunch of phrases um, throughout the Bible again where we can read and understand that Scripture is for admonishment and assurance and blessing. Scripture is for comfort and discipline and edification. It is for encouragement and guidance and it's for giving life and it's for hope and it's for learning and it's for preaching Scripture is for reading and for salvation. Scripture is for study. It's for revealing Christ. Scripture is for teaching and for sanctification and for spiritual growth and many other things. And so as we read these things, as we engage with it, the Scripture is like certain things and Scripture is for certain things, then the question arises, well, how does God want us to respond to and interact with Scripture? How does he want us to respond to scripture? How does he want us to interact with scripture? And so we read these things. We read that scriptures are, or the scriptures are, awe-inspiring. The scriptures are cherished. They are delighted in. They are given thanks for. The scriptures are lived according to what they say. The scriptures are hoped in. They are longed for. They are loved. The scriptures are meditated on and obeyed and praised and rejoiced over. The scriptures are remembered and shared and treasured and trusted in. So practically speaking, what do we do with this? What do we do? Well, as I mentioned earlier, one thing that I do that helps me engage with scripture, but not only engage with it, but, but remember it, is to listen to it. So find an audio Bible. 
find um, an app, find uh, some CDs or cassettes if you still got a cassette player. Find something where you can listen to scripture being read out. For others, it might be memorizing a passage of scripture. In fact, uh, in, in listening to scripture, some of us, as, as I mentioned about remembering lyrics of songs, some of us would remember songs better. So there are artists who will take passage of scripture and put it to song. Uh, one example I can think of is a band called the Sons of Korah, uh, where they take the Psalms and they put the Psalms word for word to music. And so as you would listen to those songs, you're actually listening to the very words of, of the Psalms. That might be helpful for you. Um, I'd encourage you to, to have a modern commentary um, next to you. So as you're reading scripture, you've got a commentary next to you that can help unpack some of the things that might be hard to understand or give some extra um, context or insight to what you're reading just to help um, you understand the process better. Um, get down to Cornerstone Books, uh, buy a commentary, go and talk to the beautiful staff down there and, um, and, and you know, buy something that's going to help you. you, know, it, you know, we could spend money on so many things and many of us would balk at spending money on, on something like a commentary, a Bible commentary, but the, the way it could help in your spiritual growth and understanding, it, it is such a great investment. So I encourage you to do that. Um, yeah, as we're in home groups, as we're you know, mixing with people as the church, you know, we can discuss scripture with others. We can hear different points of view and we can we can wrestle with scripture and we can... Um, encourage one another with scripture. We can talk about it um, and have that as a, a normal thing to do, not this thing that feels weird, but um, you know, j just have the understanding that we want scripture to be alive and, and active, just like it said in that passage from Hebrews. Um, so practically, I'm going to ask you, what is one thing you can do today? What is one thing you might commit to doing this week? that's going to help you engage with scripture uh, in a fresh way. It might help you be in a position to memorize some scripture. It might help you be in a position to discuss scripture with others. So it might be, you know what, this year I'm going to step into a home group and I'm going to be part of that with others. And I'm going to, you know, just like iron sharpens iron, we're, we're going to be on this journey together and encourage one another around the word of God. Um, it might be I'm going to buy a commentary. It might be I'm going to, download a particular app or, or daily devotional, um, whatever it looks like, can I, can I encourage you really strongly, do something with this. Don't just listen to this and think, yeah, that's nice and move on and nothing changes. Let's do something about this um, so that we can be pe people who show our love for God through our obedience to his word and, and grow in our desire to engage with scripture, uh, grow in our ability to love scripture, to memorize scripture, to, to understand that this is a key way that God will talk to us is through his written word. So be encouraged in that as we start this year together. Let me pray for us. So Father God, I thank you that you have given us a book that contains the wisdom and the character and the nature of who you are, that this is a book about you. And so as we engage with it, as we engage with the writings, as we engage with the verses, that I pray that through your Holy Spirit, you would make it alive to us. You would um, 
you would bring the truth and the life out of your word that, that changes us to be those people that you see us to be, that you call us to be. Um, God, for those of us who, who don't engage with Scripture much at the moment, I pray you will instill in us, through your Spirit, a renewed desire to engage with your Word. I pray that when we engage with it, that you would illuminate things for us, things that we need to know, things that we need to see and take notice of, that the Scripture would be gentle with us as it shapes and moulds us to be more like you. Um, and I pray that we can encourage one another in this. So, so Jesus, we thank you that you have provided such a brilliant way um, to speak to us. And I pray that these Bibles we have will not sit on our shelves, but they will be used and they will be opened and they will be poured over and they will be um, inspirational for us as we live this life following you on your mission in this world. And we pray those things together in the name of Jesus. Amen.